Welcome into a casual Friday. Pull it up at work. Check over your shoulder for your boss. Turn those hats backwards if you're wearing one. It's the DNVR DNBA show on a Friday. What is up, everybody? And welcome in to a casual Friday episode with the homie, friend of the show, and host of Serbian Corner, Miroslav. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Uh, I'm. I feel excellent. This will be a great, a great appetizer for Serbian Corner tomorrow. At the same time, noon, noon tomorrow on, on Saturday, I'm going to have a, some great guests. Again, uh, uh, an awesome game show uh, once more. So it's going to be great. I, I, I'm really pumped uh, about talking to you today. You're crushing it, man. And I figured I'd borrow from the from your sort of weekend bump. I know everyone just wants to tune in to see the Serbian corner. We're going to cheat, get you in early on a Friday because the fellas are they're playing golf. Miroslav, is it is it a is it a holiday, Kale? Is it a work day? Is it a work day, right? I don't know. It's a work day for us. It's a work day. I mean, some of us are at work, Miroslav. So I appreciate <laughs> you coming and helping me out today. It's actually some kind of holiday here. I've seen a lot of Serbian flags on the on the poles on uh, while driving through through Serbia today. I have no idea what kind of holiday it is. I'm really but, stoked yeah. about the, the the World Cup run. Who knows? You know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it could be that. Yeah. Well, listen, man. We've got a full show today, including you know, good casual Friday classics we should have time for a snake draft we're gonna have miroslav tear out the western conference finals talk to me about who the best players in the nba will be in 2024 but first as i was looking for segment one i logged on today miro prepared to see some dame discourse didn't have to deal with that but i saw we're still playing some of the hits Jokic early retirement it's back on the online uh, online conversations, if you will. We got the quote from Austin Rivers yesterday. We've got a uh, a tweet from Nikola Stetic, the uh, maybe rookie of the year on the Nuggets Twitter scene with with all the videos. And uh, I thought I thought Miroslav that on this show we've we've joked around the topic enough times that maybe it would be doing everyone a service to pump the brakes on this early retirement talk. But I wanted to get your perspective. And not just just not just yammer on my own. Real quick, I'm gonna set the stage. Austin Rivers, you may have seen the clip speaking to Bill Simmons on his podcast. He says there's no chance that Jokic plays in the NBA, Miroslav, at 35 plus. I don't think Jokic really gives a shit about American pop culture, trends, fame, and relevance. I don't see him hanging around. Obviously. Rivers has played with Jokic. He's been around the league. So this is a little different than just one of us talking about it into a mic. How hot of a take is that from Austin Rivers right off the bat? Yeah, I think he had a pretty cold take, actually, yeah. because he had no idea how long Nicolas' contract is. What mm. he actually said was, okay, he has this super, super max contract right now, and he probably only have one more, and that will be it. If you get another one, that's for the next 10 years. Right. Like, like, his Supermax is just starting. He has five years on his contract right now, and he will be eligible at his age 33 for another five-year contract. And I can see the world where he just stops playing at the age of 38 then, because, you know, if the Nuggets offer him, like, three years, 45, because he's really old, he, he would say, like, I have already have $700 million. Do I really need another 45 so I have to lace my my shoes for three more years. Probably not. So I can see him going going away at that point. But I mean, would you give up like three hundred and fifty or four hundred million dollars in five years, even even though you already made like four hundred in your career before that? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Miroslav. And I'm glad you brought up the money because we're talking about Jokic's on right now the second biggest contract in NBA history. I guess it depends on how you break it down after the Dave's extension. But he's up there, and of course he'll be due for the biggest ones when he signs his next one. We are talking about a truly insane amount of money. Slightly different than uh, I think maybe some comparisons I've seen are like Barry Sanders and stuff like that. And That's a running back in a sport that gives you CTE that's not always guaranteed money. It's very different than signing an NBA contract taking the money and not thinking twice, you know, shout out Chandler Parsons. So uh, that's, it's a different conversation. And I think you really have to think about the money and, and how big it is. I, I do want to ask you though, let's say five pepper 
scale, right? That's our scale here on the DMBA show. 35 plus, no chance. That's his quote. How, how hot of a take is that? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, if he doesn't take another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Rivers is saying, I don't think there's any chance he's in the NBA at 35 plus. And I'm asking you, how hot of a take is that? It's muy caliente. Yeah, I think it's up five there, peppers. Five, five pe peppers. Thirty-five. That's only two years past his current contract. I mean, Nikola is right now uh, making commercials in Serbia. I know, man. I, Brand I ambassador know. for the Serbian I, gambling yeah, yeah, company. I, yeah, you, you've been in Serbia. You know, people are not filthy rich in Serbia. I oh. mean, that 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 commercial. It wasn't a million dollars. It was probably way less than a million dollars. And he's still doing it. Now, sure. you can say, I mean, sport, sports players that get rich by playing professional sports in these parts, they usually do commercials, even though they're rich, because they will take that money and, and put it to charity, for instance. That's what most, most rich guys, uh, athletes do in these parts. I'm not reporting that Nikola is doing that. Sure, but you know, it it would actually makes a, a, make a bit of sense for for that. But he's not saying no to additional money. That's that's right. what I want to say. And four hundred million dollars is like that's a lot of money. You can you can buy a whole of Sombor for that kind well, of that's, money. Well, that's that's the thing. We're we're going from being able to change life for your family forever to, I mean, your city, your country. I mean, it's. You can talk about wielding real influence, right? And, um, you know, whether it be politically or, or, or in industry, and I don't know if he has those aspirations, just that's, that's, a, that's a game changer to bring back to a life in Sambor and in Serbia, if he ever were to, to, to fully, uh, fully return. Now, if I would want to, to play the devil's advocate here, like the only way I could see him retiring after this contract would be if he wouldn't be on the Nuggets anymore. Okay, like yeah. he's sick of everything and he's just moving away. And I don't, th I don't see him doing that because we've seen how he meets the, the adversity. When, when Jamal got injured two and a half years ago, he didn't quit on the team. He didn't ask for, the, for, for Tim Connolly to trade away Jamal in order to get some assets and try to push for the championship. He wasn't looking for the better situation for right, the championship, right, as, right. as Ugo Adetokounmpo said a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, he is in a perfect situation on the Nuggets, as we've heard from the coaches from the KK Joker when we were together last year in Sombor. They just feel that Nikola is in the perfect situation. This is why I think his loyalty is unconditioned to the Nuggets, because Nuggets earned that kind of trust right. and... and, and uh, uh, fate from him so this is why i expect him to to stay on the nuggets for the next 10 seasons i do think 35 isn't too early it wouldn't be blasphemous so in that sense it's not that hot of a take but i want the part for me that i did want to dig into is i'm not sure that this logic necessarily implies like it necessarily follows that Jokic would want to retire simply because he doesn't give a shit about American pop culture, trends, fame, and relevance. Because it got me thinking to a player about a player we compare Jokic to often, and that's Tim Duncan. These are separate, two separate people, right, with two separate lives, and I'm projecting onto each of them as I speak. But Tim Duncan famously didn't care for any of that, right? Was not about the spotlight, would disappear in off seasons and disappeared quickly after he retired, wasn't about being the face of the NBA in the traditional sense that a LeBron is. He didn't retire early, Marislav. Tim Duncan played till he was 40. He played about 19 seasons because he loves the game of basketball. Yeah, and he actually took a significant discount in order to do that. He, he could have asked for more money, but he didn't. He was, he was there for the, for the long game. And really, when you, when you think about Jokic and his his love for the for the game of basketball and we we hear these quotes about him watching you know the coaches seminars and talking to to, right. to coaches that are not even his coaches but he just likes to share the knowledge and and uh, the little you know perks of of the game i just feel like 
first of all, his body is in a really good place. He's never been, knock on wood, injured significantly in his career. So there's no real reason for him to cut his career short. And, you know, his game is really good. I mean, it should be still good enough even when he is 5%, 10% slower than right. what right. he is today. And I will, I will tell you whose game will not be as good in the next segment. But <laughs> regarding Nikola Jokic, I, I feel confident that he will be as good as he is today in five years. So why the Nuggets wouldn't give him a five-year Supermax? I also think point. even for a guy like Jokic who seems to beat, you know, to the march to the beat of his own drum, is that the expression? Uh, he, I think we overestimate what the equation is here. Maybe the circus is a bit inconvenient. What's, what does he get in exchange? Well, he gets to play his favorite game for a living and he gets to make upwards of 500 plus million dollars. These are good, this is good compensation for mild inconvenience. I would, I would stress that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would take it. I would take it. I, mean, I would take it. It's not easy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a hustle. It's, it's annoying to, to, tra to, to train every day, but I guess it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. I also wanted to ask you, are, do we maybe overstate the extent to which he's not interested in fame or relevance? As you were saying earlier, maybe, maybe not in American culture, but Jokic has had no problem enjoying his life this year. Not a criticism, by the way. Not even in the least bit. Absolutely. I mean, we are overstating it because he doesn't want to be a part of American culture. Because right. it is pretty foreign to him. And, uh, and that's fine. I mean, we've seen him enjoy his time in Miami a couple of years ago with his brothers and with his teammates. After a win against Miami, I think it was a regular season game. So, you know... He, he gets to enjoy life uh, on the other side of the pond as well. But, you know, it's really easy for him to enjoy life when he comes back to Serbia with all that money he earned right. during the year. He can literally call up the biggest stars of Serbian, you know, music and whatever. And Be just wherever, whenever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just say what he wants to do. So, yeah, I, I think he, he is enjoying life and... Uh, why, why would he stop doing that uh, you know, soon enough? I'm with you. And I, I know this is a bit of a tired topic for some people, but the top reason I wanted to address it is that I think even I, and on this show, you know, in this chair, have in the past maybe, un, uh, not, not intentionally, but, but propagated this aloofness narrative that I think we all initially held and it was part of what he presented, but I think eventually we misunderstood it, maybe took it a little too far, and or he's revealed more of himself since. But yes, he's aloof. Yes, he's a goofy guy, but we just can't sleep on the fact that he's more competitive, calculated, all of these things than we've ever really given him credit for. So as many times as I've joked, oh, he could retire early. You know, I don't want people to be stressed about him retiring at 32, which I think I saw on Twitter today that's insane you know those i i did think maybe it was time for us to get up here and pump the brakes a bit miroslav on the it's gonna be a, what about you are you retiring soon uh well <laughs> i'll probably retire when nicola retires yeah as well you know so same, same. I, I don't want to do this in my 60s <laughs> it's it's hard enough for, for me to stay up until like 11 o'clock in the evening you know, with my sleeping habits and, and the fact that I have to get up at 4 a.m. I'm not going to say why every night. So, you know, it's it's just being old. So <laughs> what's you going to do? But what you said about uh, us making up narratives about Nicola before, I think it was wonderful because, you know, fan fiction is really fun. Sure. And sure. he was the guy for fan fiction because he gave us nothing. Right. So when, when somebody gives you nothing, you are entitled to, to dream <laughs> and just make up stuff about him and then check if you were right. And, After and the fact. We were, yeah. we, we were wrong about a lot of stuff about Nikola Jokic. You know what? We, I were, mean, for we instance, were right about a lot too, though, you know? Yeah, that's, that's right. I was wrong, for instance. I thought he would never be like a top 15 guy all time, like five years ago. Sure. But then, like... Three, well, two years ago, I actually 
oh no man this 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 thing is is going on by the way i'm i'm going to steal your show for for just a quick minute yeah what's up what what do you think would it take for jamal murray from this point on to become a hall of famer we speak about nikola all the time and his place in the pantheon of greatest players yeah i how many more championships would the nuggets need right. for jamal to get the I, I think J- Jamal could get there through titles in a – I actually think he's a more dynamic player, but I'm going to think of a Tony Parker maybe, right? Like a, a tremendous player, but alongside Tim Duncan, you're like, okay, this is a this is a, a career winner. Like that kind of sort of how you think of him. Um, it's weird because Jamal's regular season resume, like he's running out of time to put together a Hall of Fame career. But I do think if they win – two or three titles in Denver and his counting. He's also a perimeter player in this perimeter scoring era. Like maybe he hits enough threes, his counting stat, he has enough total points and, and, and playoff success that he's in the conversation. But that's a, that's a fascinating question. Cause I don't, I think, I think you apply that question to Murray differently than anyone else. We cannot fairly consider him a top 10 player in the league. We we just cannot. I mean, we want to, but we, we cannot. And you know, how can you put a guy that's not a top 10 guy on the Hall of Fame? He needs to win, like, I think four. Probably yeah. four. Yeah, Three would be right. borderline, but four yeah. would, be, would be sufficient, I think. I also don't really... I have such a, a um, general understanding of what it takes to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And I do look at basketball reference probabilities, but I don't... I wouldn't say I'm well-versed in the 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 precedent right off the top of my head so i i'm not but that is a fascinating question for jamal because i do think we ask some questions about him in a backwards way in a way we don't about any other sgh is showing us that he's this elite talent right now and then the next part will be can he do it in the playoffs and we've already seen can jamal do it in the regular season which is a unique unique question you, you know what's his his percentage right now for the for the Hall of Fame. What's that? For for Jamal. Like what, what the, is it? The, it's zero point zero 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 four percent. Okay, there you go. So that's what we moment. were getting at with the regular so season hall case. So it's not zero so it's not zero. Right. <laughs> right. And by the but way, you can, can get there. Yeah, yeah. And also Blanco, by the way, much more dynamic player than Tony. I guess I was just trying to think about a way a player's kind of legacy, like we uh, we attach Tony Parker, rightfully so, to everything the Spurs did, and he played alongside this Tim Duncan kind of Jokic-esque figure in a sense, but uh, that's a good question. On the other side of the break, Miroslav, I'm going to have you break up the Western Conference into some tiers. I made it hard for you. I set the tiers for you. You have to fit the teams into the boxes I've given you. So um, it's not really about science. It's about laughs. We'll get to it on the other side of the break. First, I got to tell you guys about Primo Hoagies. I don't think I'm going to be served my last meal anytime soon. But if I was, I really hope it's a sandwich. I love sandwiches so much. It's the most Northeastern thing about me. Football season is here and big games mean big parties. Remember, that's not just about the game. It's about the experience. Do not settle for an average catering tray. Chips and salsa are nice, but people get hungry, especially if you're serving alcohol. Get them some food like Primo Hoagies, the biggest crowd pleaser there is. Only the quality Thuman's meats and cheeses sliced fresh to order and served on Primo's award-winning seeded rolls. Baked fresh every day. Throw the best party on the block with Primo Hoagies. Locations in both Denver and Centennial. You can order your party trays in advance and online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. And I am actually sincerely hungry now. After that, read. BetterHelp can be your map to better mental health. Talk therapy is, in my opinion, an essential part of getting yourself into a healthier place mentally. Um, There are all kinds of strategies and emotional support structures and nets we all cast for ourselves, but you don't have to do this alone. And BetterHelp can be your map. You can uh, reach out to licensed therapists, connect with licensed therapists from the comfort convenience of your home. And if you don't like the therapist you've been connected with, reach out to BetterHelp. There's no problem. They will happily help you find a match for you so you can feel comfortable. Head to betterhelp.com slash DNVR. Just answer a few questions about yourself and your goals. 
Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DNVR to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash DNVR. Miroslav, we are back. But by Let's the pull way, up that. Ooh, sh- what's up? Sh- shout out the chat. Guys are crushing it. Wonderful comments in the chat section. I know. I love it. Shout I love out it. to and everybody. Hey, if you guys are digging the show at all, throw us a like. Adam, um, I'm actually paid based off like. It's a weird it's a weird compensation system. So I really do need help. That's not true. But do, do throw some likes on it, on this if you're enjoying it at all. And I think you're going to enjoy this next segment because I'm in the driver's seat for this one technically as the host. But this is a Miroslav segment, baby, a.k.a. the good stuff. I've got some tears for you here, Miroslav. We're looking specifically at the Western Conference favorites or favorite if you only have one contenders try hards hardly trying and trying to lose there's a chance Miroslav that you may not use some of these categories you don't have to but they're well they're available to you Uh, are you ready to get started my friend yes I am let's start with last year's 15th place team in the Western Conference they've made some some changes to the roster like adding the number one overall pick Victor W Miroslav the San Antonio Spurs, which tier do they belong in? Well, first of all, San Antonio Spurs have been sucking for a long time now. And one thing that, that went, went out of, uh, under the radar for them is that they have no guys on significant contracts. They have mm. like, like their top paid guy is like $15 million per year guy. So they have been really, really stingy with their contracts. And that's why they sucked for a long time. They had good guys, mm. good players in, in Derek White and, and Dejounte Murray. They traded both of them because they didn't want any, any big contracts on the books. Now they have, they have uh, Wemby and they hope they have their Jokic now. Like they have their, their main piece, their franchise piece. And if they're smart, they are going to try to lose this year. Hmm. Not, not by not playing good basketball. It's just the fact that they don't have a lot of uh, experienced guys uh, on their team. And honestly, their best guys shouldn't be uh, older than Wemby. They right. should do the same thing that the Nuggets did with Jokic. All the guys, core guys around Jokic are younger than him. I mean, KCP, you know, he's a fifth guy. It's not a big deal that he is a bit older than, than Jokic. But other than that, all the guys are under his age. So I think the San Antonio should stick uh, stick to losing for a couple of more. They're actually, right now, I feel like they are like the, like the 2017 Nuggets that did not acquire Paul Mills. Mm. It's, mm. it's that kind of thing. That's interesting. I do think with Victor W., even if you think he's going to work out, like I think even if you're extremely optimistic, all rookies have an adjustment period unless you're LeBron. I mean, even he did though, right? And and I think watching him in Summer League, it's would be ridiculous to have a take on his long-term potential based off Summer League. But I think it's fair to go, okay, would it take a while for him to figure out what playing through him in the NBA looks like for the Spurs to figure that out? I say all that to say, Miro, I think they can play through their number one guy without sacrificing this trying to lose thing, right? They can still Absolutely. line up for another lottery pick. So I'm with you here. I think maybe they probably want the culture to start changing now, but they don't really need the record to change. Yeah, and they actually don't have the players to, to change it significantly. That's season. a good point, too. Man, speaking of culture and record... The Houston Rockets, they finished 14th in the Western Conference last year. They've added Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Fleet, and um, the Thompson twin as as well. Talented squad here. There is the Kevin Porter Jr. mess that they're navigating. Um, So where do you see Houston here in these tiers in 2024? I think, and Kale, don't jump the gun just now. They are going to be tryhards for like two months. But then <laughs> they're going to move to trying to lose. Okay. Because they won't be good enough. I, I just don't... 
Do you know one interesting fact? Do you know who are the two guys that are the worst volume shooters in all of NBA? Dylan like Brooks. Two guys, Dylan Brooks and is, an, is it Freddie? It's Fred Van Fleet. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I I guess the the young team needs some veteran leadership, but I I'm not. I think both of those guys are not signed to be on on Houston long term. I think they're both signed to be to be trade pieces in in future deals because Houston, it makes zero sense. And they must be looking at some sort of trade because the way they're hoarding talent makes or talented assets or, or seemingly talented young players makes sense for uh you know for where they're at because they're too far away to think about fit. But I also think they have this problem of who is the guy like who's the guy and what's the direction? Right? You you pointed out Victor W as their Jokic. That's an easy call after taking him number one. For Houston, is it Smith? Is it Green? Is it is it now Brooks and Van Fleet? Like I they gotta figure out which direction they're headed in. And I have a feeling they don't really have the first clue, but we'll see. I agree. Number 13. I'm gonna make you do this before the inevitable here, Miroslav. The Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard still on the roster. As of now, Scoot Henderson, part of the squad, talks online about a Nurkic for Aiton swap. How do you see the Portland Trailblazers approaching and ultimately doing in the 2024 season? Well, even if if Dame stays, I don't think he's playing. Hmm. He's going to make some story up about why he cannot play, you know, to be on the record and not lose all the money that that he's enti- entitled to. So, I think they they're going to try to lose really quickly after maybe trying for for a month or so because their roster their roster is 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 clunky. They have so many guards. They're good talented guys. I don't see a lot of defensive prowess in in any of them. And you know, Nurkic is still over there to be, you know, the worst kind of center behind the 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 first line of defense that breaks every time. So, yeah, I'm I'm just going to play safe here and say they're going to try to lose. I think you're right, but imagine trying to lose after giving Jeremy Grant that contract. <laughs> you know? Listen, I I think it's it's actually perfectly uh, poetic. You know, if you're a team that wants to give that much money to Jeremy Grant, you're probably a losing franchise. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Just give Jeremy the ball. Detroit tried it, right? What's the worst that could happen? No, actually, I do really like Scoot Henderson, though, to be honest. Okay. I think I know where this squad belongs. This is going to be an interesting one to try to figure out just how good they are. The Utah Jazz, Miroslav, they finished 12th last year, but there were some great signs, I think, in terms of culture. They they definitely weren't a losing org, although they finished with a losing record. I liked their approach. How do you see the Utah Jazz approaching and doing in 2024? They're actually going to be better this year because now they have John Collins on top of all the young talent they already have. And uh, I like that guy. He's like a 2010 guy when when healthy and when everything is, you know, uh, optimal for him. Let's, Let's call it like that. And that wasn't the case for the last couple of years in Atlanta. So I think they're going to be tryhards this year. I'm not sure they're going to be significantly better than last year. Yeah. Or even even any any better. But they're going to try hard and that just might not be good enough for the playoffs. Yeah. I think they were tryhards last year. and But the, in a way that I kind of appreciate, you know, they just weren't they didn't really want to completely bottom out in a rebuild. And I think once they realized they had some talent and decent vibes, it seemed like that was embraced. Laurie Mark- Markinen is really, really interesting to me. Like that is a late jump in a, a significant jump in a player's career. So is that something he, that's sustainable that leads to winning basketball? It's all fascinating to me. You remember, I, I told you this story. I always thought that Darko Milicic, for instance, could have been a much better player if he didn't go to Larry Brown and the, those Detroit bad boys of 2004 
and you know he was supposed to be the number two pick playing for the team that's actually competing for the championship and then he got stuck on the bench for a couple of years and then eventually traded away and then of course he lost interest in 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 uh, trying really hard and at, but at the end he still had like a 10-year nba career i was i was always wondering what if he came to denver back then what if carmelo went to 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 detroit it's mm. possible that darko milicic could have got a, a much better career than what he actually had and uh, you know it's it's the it's the place you to you play laurie really needed a lot of time to wait in chicago to to get in a good situation utah right right okay very interesting what you very interested to see what you do with this team Miroslav, because I think in this exercise, they're the hardest team to figure out. I can't believe I'm saying this. They finished 11th in the Western Conference last year. They missed the play-in. And yet, a potential MVP candidate, if not favored, in Luka Doncic, alongside Kyrie Irving. Where do the Mavericks fall in your tiers? I mean, this is more of a joke take. I don't really believe this. But what are they doing, man? Like, wh- Do what is that roster? What Do is it. that? Are they hardly trying? Do I, listen, <laughs> I I kind of cheated with the categories I gave you here. I didn't give you a trying and not very good. <laughs> um, this is but, actually a very proper category for this team. I think so. They're not tryhards. And <laughs> would you call not. them contenders? They were 11th. They finished 11th. They need. A, they have a lot of things to prove this season, and before until they do that, we're gonna have them in this category. Man, I'm in a victory lap because he isn't here, and I feel safe. I remember like four years ago, telling Harrison on the show three years ago, we're not gonna get scared of Dallas. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um, I think he came around on that. Okay, <laughs> what else do we got? OKC. They finished tenth. Everyone wants to put them at like third, dude. Give. Give SGA the MVP. Is he Michael Jordan? Are the Oklahoma City Thunder going to win the next 10 titles? I'm just kidding. But I did. there's a lot of hype around OKC. Fun team. Most people like what's going on there. What's the limit? Where do we put them here in our tiers? They are really, really fun. They have a lot of exciting young, young guys. Uh, Shea is amazing. Shea should be considered like a top eight guy by the end of this season, I think. We'll see if it happens, if it materializes. But as far as them being favorites or contenders, I don't think it's their time yet. So they're going to try really hard. Kale, you can put them like on the top of the list, on the top of the, the category. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like kind of like vertically higher than, higher than the others. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But I don't think they, they can go much higher than that. I think this is right. I think this is right. Tryhards. And by the way, that I uh, that's kind of a condescending label. They, I actually mean this. I honestly mean this in a much more earnest way. Like They're going to try hard. They're going to be a, a tough out any given night that you play them. And I so I actually mean it earnestly. And I think it's a good application or good description of the Oklahoma City Thunder. One thing that is wrong the most about the NBA is the fact that we have those two last categories. In any other basketball league in the world, there are no hardly trying or trying to lose teams Mm. because losing is not incentivized. If you lose, you're going to the second division. You're not playing with the elite teams anymore. So, you know, in in Europe, if you're a tryhard, that means you're a normal team. So I don't think it's, it's a professional basketball team. <laughs> yes, yeah. you're a professional. So I guess I guess being a tryhard isn't that bad. It's not meant to be. I really didn't mean it to be. Uh, but I realize now. I think D-line uses it to to belittle the Lakers. So I think there might be some mixed messaging from the DNBA show here. Okay, the New Orleans Pelicans. God, can you imagine being higher on them than you were last year? They were last year's Oklahoma City Thunder, Miroslav. I don't know if you remember. The hot pick, the hipster pick. Now they are a bona fide mess, in my opinion. But how do you see their season shaking out? Okay, I'm I'm coming in hot. Do so it. they are gonna be tryhards for a couple of months, 
and then they're going to be hardly trying. Okay. I'm going to put them in the same position as Dallas. I think that works because their two best players don't play very much. So, you know what I mean? At least Brandon Ingram. Let's be honest. All right, Mirsov, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll get back to your you'll get we'll get back to your tears that I've designed to make you look like a hater, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for the blowback. Making content's hard, you know what I mean? You know what's hard? Hanging on to your voluminous hair, your your luscious locks as long as you can. But you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health with our friends. At Nutrafol, they provide a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, no wondering what you're putting in your body. Just, yeah, you could look like Miroslav. I mean, why would, why would you not? Uh... 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. Don't get anxious about it. Just get Nutrafol about it. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering you, the listener, $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code DNVR. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Enter promo code DNVR. Start. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair now. And we got to talk to you about our friends at Bet365, the absolute pioneers and dogs of in-game betting, live betting. And right now, DNVR actually has their very own custom bet that's listed with Bet365. So keep an eye out each week for new bets from us at Bet365.com. Ride with DNVR and place your bets. Uh, if you haven't downloaded this app yet, they don't do it ordinary. Ordinary. Check it out for yourself. Sign up today and get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Download the app, deposit $10 and claim your I'm sorry, deposit $1 and claim your $365 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Download the Bet365 app. Use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. You have to be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please do gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back with Miroslav, the homie, the one doing the heavy lifting, for doing the show for me today. I really appreciate you, Miroslav. Always a pleasure. Let's I take a look. Feel, I feel bad about New Orleans Pelicans being hardly trying because Sham Sharania just reported that they are signing forward Kaiser Gates on a two-way NBA contract. He averaged 14 points on 55% three-point shooting oh. in G League Long well, stop Island the presses, last bro. season. Yeah. yeah, do you want to change? Do you want to move him? Yeah, I, I guess they're much more serious than we thought. Yeah, look at you. See, this is... What are we doing here, man? We're just hacks. Okay, let's resume. Where were we? We just wrapped up with the Pelicans. Yep. This brings us to some friends, some old friends, or some enemies, depending on your perspective. The Minnesota Timberwolves did not have Carl Anthony Towns for much of the year. They did actually still finish 42 and 40, and they made it to the play-in, and they made it to that first round where they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Denver Nuggets. How will this season go for the Timberwolves? I like a lot of their guys, but I'm not ready to call them contenders. I think yeah. they still need to fix that that uh, center rotation they have. They have four guys that are 6'11 or, or taller under big contracts. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to stay under diehards. Uh, okay. Tryhards. I like, you know the, what we're going to do? We're going to change that. We're going to change that to trying hard. When You you don't have to do it live, but before, because we're just going to be a little nicer. You know, we get accused of trolling too much on this show sometimes, and I just want to make sure. Utah, OKC, Minnesota, we see you. Zach Lowe told me, uh, I was watching the TV, he told me that this is a team that's in the inner circle of contenders, Miroslav, and they did make it to the Western Conference Finals after finishing with the seven seed. The Los Angeles Lakers, who were... Oh, there's one more note in here. They got, sw they got swept in the Western Conference Finals. That's, that's right. Yeah, they didn't win a game, but they were there. Uh, where will you tier them here for 2024? Okay, so... So this is how low I am on Western Conference. I think the Lakers are contenders. I do too. I do too. I, I mean, that's not a really good roster. So kudos to LeBron and kudos to AD for, for taking the, the team uh, through two series before you know, being bust out to pieces. But 
they had a really good, really good uh, uh, playoffs. And I mean, they just need to have two guys healthy. And I yeah. guess, you know, the chemistry is rising between those two guys. So by the time LeBron is 42 and, and 80 is right. 35, yeah, I think maybe they'll have it. better. Yeah, just, just synced up. No, in all seriousness, though, I do think they are contenders. I don't notice, notice they're not in favorites or favorite, and I'm with you there. But were they, in the totality of everything we saw, were they not a top three team in the West last year? I think they were. I don't know, man. It, it, was, a, it was a weird year. It was, it was a weird, a weird year. It was a really weird season. I mean, they didn't you know, earn the third seed. You know, it was really obvious that they played a really bad regular season. But, you know, at the end, what counts is the, the playoffs results. So yeah. kudos to them for, for, for making a, a long playoff run. I mean, they really, as much as we, it's so much easier to say because the Nuggets swept them. So this is all, even if it's a complimented, it's ultimately backhanded. But they really did turn that ship around, man. That thing was looking disastrous midseason. And, and it was a different uh, team by the end. I usually say, you know, when it's, when it's World Cup and like Serbia is playing, I don't, I don't want to 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 say bad things about anybody, but let's say Serbia is playing Panama on the World Cup, we'll say, "Oh, that's a really nice team. I really like them. I really like the Panama team. Yeah, they play yeah, good yeah. basketball. They lost by forty, but it's a really good team. I like. Yeah, them. like a lot of heart out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that that six to two run in the third really showed me a lot, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> Okay, next team up. We got to keep it moving here if we're going to get to our draft, although this is a lot of fun. We're out of the play-in teams now, and we're looking at a team that, when the dust settled last year, I had no idea how good they were, and then they've really shaken it up even more since then. The Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole is gone, Chris Paul is in, potentially Dwight Howard is in. We don't have to talk about that, but where would you tier the Golden State Warriors in 2024? I'm going to give them their last chance of being a contenders. All right. Okay. So after this year, I don't think they, they will qualify for this. For this, They might just, you know, completely rebuild or, or something like that. But I think this is their last chance of, of contending and maybe making some kind of noise in the playoffs. I'm with you. And I think sometimes you can just say, all right, legacy award will put them in here. It was only two years ago they won, so I don't... And I do think Steph is... You know, he's a, he is kind of a Jokic figure, right? And you have to just say, look, why, why write him off until we know how that thing's going to go? So I'm with you. That's fair, I think. But I will say I couldn't figure out if that side of the bracket was good. The Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors. There's a chance maybe they were all kind of mediocre. Ah, I don't know. I'm extremely high on Steph, but I don't think that's a very good team around him yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, the Los Angeles Clippers. Tryhards, right? They try so they try so hard. They're gonna try so hard to stay healthy this um, season. And they, they even might try hard being involved in many games, their stars, I mean. So I let's let's put them into tryhards, but we might with them into hardly trying, you know, by... Whoa, by I thought you were going to go the other way? Oh, no, no, no. you were going to no. go the other way with it. I'm, I'm over with them, man. I'm over with the Clippers. I, I Enough with have, the Clippers. I, I cannot have this anymore. It's been four years. It's over. Make them prove it. Make them prove it. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Okay, that's fun. That's, you know what? That's just what you get, you know? You can prove us wrong, and then we'll all, we'll all deal with it after the fact. Okay, the Phoenix Suns, arguably, well, probably not even arguably, the toughest test Denver received last season when Devin Booker set up camp in the realm of Divine for a little bit, although it was arguably outplayed by Jokic. Anyway, the Phoenix Suns added Bradley Beal, obviously some good additions to fill out the rest of the roster. I won't run through them all, but how do you feel about the Suns? The Suns are really good. They're going to win a lot of regular season games. They have a lot of firepower. They can sustain a lot of injuries, potentially, and still be good. And this is why they completely earn the status of contenders. There's only one favorite, man. Whoa, spoiler alert. I thought you were going to put the Kings there. (laughs) I'm with you. I think the Suns very much are contenders, legitimate contenders. But I also think 
when one team goes 16 and four like that and beats you down in game six like that, there's a lot. The onus is on the Suns to, to make a leapfrog a tier, I would say. I think I'm, I'm super high on Devin Booker, and I hope that Jamal Murray uses Devin as his ultimate you know, motivation factor. Yeah. And, and because I don't think, I think Phoenix Suns would be a better team with Jamal in place of Devin Booker. Okay, so that's, I was driving home with Adam Mares. You might know him. He's, yeah, uh, which show does he host, Kel? Well, he's DNVR. He works for us. But he yeah. was, I was talking to him about that exact thing. What were we just talking about, Miroslav? I lost my train of thought. Jamal in the place of Booker. Thank you. Phoenix. And I, we decided that Jamal might be Bizarro Devin Booker. You know? <laughs> right? Like, everything Jamal is not in the regular season, it's easy, it's smooth. Aesthetically, it's perfect. And then you get to the elimination games, and so far he's shrank, as have the team, the players around him. Jamal, the opposite. And I do wonder if maybe another playoff series or two, the public perception starts to shift, despite the fact that Booker is, it looks so effortless. It's uh, Jamal's the one getting it done when it matters most. Yeah, but Jamal still needs to prove it in the regular season. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's funny because to get an all-star appearance, he does. He does have to prove it in the regular season. But also he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't even have to get an all-star appearance if he doesn't want one. Okay, three teams left. Let's go to the third seed out west, the Sacramento Kings. Seven-game series with the Warriors. Again, still unsure if that was impressive or not. But how do you see the Kings shaking out in 2024? They're going to try really hard. Okay. And I'm going to be happy for them. But I think they actually overachieved last, last season in the regular season and were put, you know, to sleep in, yeah. in the playoffs appropriately. So I don't know. I mean, we've, we've heard last year so many times that we are hyping up Nikola Jokic too much because he's basically, you know, Sabonis with a, much, uh, with a little bit better shot. Come yeah, on, just a little bit. Come on. Come just on. Just a little bit. Just Same enough player. that they guard him a little bit from 15 feet, you know? Just a little bit. <laughs> I know, man. I did, I took no pleasure in that, but by the end I was like, you got to help yourself, brother. You got to you got to hit the shot. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I kind of became a bit of a Sabonis hater just because of the irrational I know, you know man. fan I know. fan uh, experience. So yeah, what you going to do? I'm with you. I do I do think the Aaron Fox is legit. I really do. But that's is that enough? Who knows? Okay, two teams left. The Memphis Grizzlies. A lot going on there. John Moran obviously will miss some time. Dylan Brooks is out. Are the Memphis Grizzlies still contenders, Miroslav? Were they ever contenders in your mind? Uh, No, they weren't. But this is an interesting situation because John is going to miss first 25 games. Now, there's this story that the the Grizzlies are better without John than with him. And that's actually a two-year-old story because mm-hmm. two years ago, you know, they had some really good guys they don't have anymore, like Slow-Mo, like, uh, uh, what's the name of the guard? D'Anthony Mel- Melton. Mm-hmm. Those guys played really well when Ja wasn't there. Now they don't have those guys. They have, have a lot of young guys they're uh, hanging on to, hoping to, for them to, to become good rotation pieces for the playoffs. So I don't think they're going to be anything more than tryhards or trying hard this season. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I think it's hard to view that they have they have to prove that they're in that contender leap. I think. I think I think they're better. I'm kind of with Anto there. Like I think they're better than the other teams in trying hard, but I don't know if they're quite contenders. That's what's tough about these. I gave you boxes. You had to you had to fill here. And there's one empty box and there's one team left. Uh, so Before we go to the Nuggets, I just want to say one more thing about the Memphis. I don't think they're going to be significantly better with Marcus Smart than with, uh, with Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I, think I agree. those two guys are not that different. I, I think the Celtics so. are going to be worse, though. Yeah, sure, sure. Just got to get that in there. Yeah, just that's the other end of that equation. That's why I brought it up. It wasn't. It was relevant, I swear. <laughs> Okay, one team left, one empty box. They are the defending champions. They do have the best player in the world. Miroslav, uh, 
I'm, I don't want to make you be a homer here, man. But are the Denver Listen, Nuggets man. the favorites? So, the, so the Nuggets had the easiest possible path to the to the That's championship right. plus That's right. plus playoffs. So they have a lot of things to prove now, as we've heard from some national voices. But I'm still gonna go on a limb and say that they are gonna be favorites for the Western Conference. This I think they this. should be. I think if you go 16 and four and your starting lineup remains intact and no one is suddenly 34 or something, you know, it's kind of I, a biggie. It's. Yeah, it's and and the other thing, man, is this is we'll take another break and, and finish up with a snake draft. But I wanted to ask you this. I mean, are there any moves that really shook you or moved you? Bradley Beal is significant, I think. Right. Just you can't ignore the move. Right. But sure. is it fair to say that no one clearly took took this throne from Denver just just via transactions? Yeah. Well, until until the Suns trade for Yusuf Nurkic, they're not. That's right. You know, and then, but, but then they're ready. Yusuf, oh, that's, mm -hmm. that's a different story. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When you can draft Luka Doncic and end up trading someone else for, for Yusuf Nurkic, you do it. You do that 10 out of 10 times. Of course. You should. Okay, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more quick break here, Miroslav, then we'll come back, and we are going to snake draft action stars. Are you ready for that? It's going to be lit. It is college football and NFL season, and you might be trying to figure out, okay, I had my, I knew how to watch the Nuggets. <clears throat> uh, how do I watch these college football teams, these these NFL teams? Well, you do it with Fubo TV, 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live from any device. College football, Pac-12, Scobuffs, NFL Broncos, NFL Network, Red Zone Baby, Tennis, all kinds of good stuff. Watch your college football in the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubo.tv.com slash dnvr. Fubotv.com slash dnvr to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Get to watching what you want to watch in your on your couch, which is where you wanted to watch it anyway. Some of you might be relegated to the couch because maybe you got hurt at work in a, in a car accident on a motorcycle and it wasn't your fault. You do not have to be stressed, though, because I've got a phone call for you to place or a website for you to visit, coloradolaw.net, or just call 222-2222 to speak with Bacchus and Shanker. They will not charge you a consultation fee. In fact, they won't charge you to take on your case until they've won money for your case. That's something they do. They've won tons of money uh, for over 25 years, over $1 billion for their clients. More than 30 lawyers and 100 folks on staff, so you always have someone dedicated to giving you and your case the attention you deserve. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker, they win. All right, let's do a little snake draft, Mirosov, because it is a Friday, and if everyone else gets to play golf, I get to snake draft with you. I feel like that's that's only fair. I, I'd like to thank you for, for, for being part of this particular snake draft because you know if you if you wanted me to to draft like favorite Colorado food or something like that that would be pretty pretty embarrassing for me. I thought myself. about I thought about just completely screwing you over. I thought about somewhere you would have four Serbian answers and I would have four English answers and they'd be incomparable. But okay, it looks like I get to go first. Is that the case? I go first and Mirsov goes twice. Is that how this works? Okay. Lucky break. Lucky break. I'm taking the pound for pound number one action star, the tiny king himself, the greatest to ever do it, the ultimate inspiration. You're goddamn right, Kale. I didn't even have to say it. It's Tom Cruise. He's number one. He's still doing it. Tom gets me to the movie theater. It's a fact, Miroslav. Yeah, that's that's right. And he would actually be one of my picks if if you let him slide. But not that that high. Not, not that, that high? high. Not, not that, that high? high. You know, I'm an I'm an old person. You know? Okay, I, you are pretty. I old. still live in the past. So Tom Cruise is awesome because he is from my time and he is also from your time. So that, I guess he is like a like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of action yeah. movies. Yeah, that's right. Or LeBron. So I'm gonna go with <coughs> two biggest action stars of all time, and my first pick is gonna be Sylvester Stallone. All right, all right. Sylvester Stallone. The reason why is because he is the guy Just do that, that has written the most movies I've seen in my life. So if you list all of the movies I've seen in my life, the most of them are written by Sylvester Stallone. 
If you okay. can imagine that. He actually wrote most of his movies. And with my second pick, I'm going to take, you know, the, the guy from Austria, former government, uh, governor of California. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. These are I two one seeds for sure. They're two one seeds in the four corners. There's no, there's no denying it. Okay. Those are two, two good picks. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with a man who sometimes the, the advertisement for the film is just that he's in it. And you don't even, you don't even ask any follow-up questions. My personal favorite is man on fire. I got your brother here. He ain't looking too good. Denzel Washington, put him on the board. Solid uh, Man on fire. Solid so pick. good. I'm going to rewatch that shit tonight, dude, just because of this. Uh, with my second, with my third pick, this kind of just occurred to me. I was going to go elsewhere with this, but two of the biggest action franchises ever. Legendarily nice guy, but on the screen, he kicks ass. Keanu Reeves, Kale. I'll take him at number three. The Matrix and John Wick. I mean, you can't, it's K-E-A-N-U. Uh, you can't overlook it. I thought that was like a recency bias pick, but if you think about it, these are two of the biggest action franchises ever. I'm going to put Keanu on there. Excellent. Yeah, I know. The Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted thing. Oh all man, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna crush you. I'm I'm so sorry for this. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> so okay, with my third pick, I'm gonna choose Bruce Willis. Okay, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. He's a guy that has played in the most movies I watched. I think I've watched like 45 movies, starting Bruce Willis. So basically, everything he's ever ever done. Well, un until like 10 years ago, for sure. I another another tiny king, by the way. Another tiny king. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a brilliant guy. He actually uh, uh, takes time to go to stand-up shows where people will just blast him, like like uh, roast him, and yeah. he doesn't mind. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Oh, so that's Bruce awesome. Willis, yeah, I watched some, some stand-up comedy with him as a target. Okay, my last pick. I have to make this good. I'm going to take... I'm such an old guy. I'm going to take Jackie Chan. Oh, you son Jackie of a Chan, gun. Jackie Chan is just... He's a, the etalon of, of action movies. Okay. You know what, man? We have enough time. We might, be, let's, I'm, we might go multiple more rounds here, and we'll, we'll make sure Kale gets it after the fact. For my last pick, I'm going to go back to another Tiny King, which, man... If there's a big takeaway here from it, a lot of tiny kings in the action genre, just throwing that out there. He's only 5'6". He's an inspiration to many. Let's go with Jet Li. Yeah. Let's go with Jet Li. Really solid pick. And I'm going to take another one because we have another five minutes and this is fun. And honestly, I don't think anyone's here. I think I'm the only person working today. So we, I don't even... I might be locked in the studio. So we're not going anywhere. I'm going to take another one. I'm going to go with, oh boy, I'm going to go with, Clint Eastwood. I'm going to go with Clint oh, Eastwood. That's kind good. of a, that's good. you know, this is not like a draft of my favorite people, you know, this is a draft of best action stars and I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Clint Eastwood. Oh, it was Jet Li, by the way, that I picked. Not Bruce Lee. So do I do one more or two more? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Just do one more and we'll have five for each. One more. Okay. Okay. If it's one more, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a guy with four names. He is a legend from Belgium. And his name is Jean Claude Van Damme. Let's effing go. I'm so glad he's on someone's list. I'm so glad. Do you know why I thought of Do you know the the uh what's what's the action series that's coming The Invincibles where they keep throwing mashing together these Frankenstein disgusting casts of washed action stars? I loved that stuff when I was in uh the first one I was still like in middle school and they're still trying, but I uh it just made me think, like, we have, if we could assemble a squad of wash action stars to fight each other, you know, in Invincibles 4. Good stuff. 
No, you, you mean the Expendables. The Expendables, thank you, not yeah. the Invincibles. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> giving them way too much credit for that. Okay. <laughs> fooled me for a second. Look at that. Look at that. We full, we filled a full hour without any help, Miroslav. Thank you very much for your help. Really fun talking to you. And go ahead and plug tomorrow's show one more time, if you don't mind, brother. First of all, thank you for giving me both, both Arnold and Stallone for this You're welcome. draft. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's really good. An easy win. From you. So, guys, tune in tomorrow at noon. I'll be having my, my uh, uh, game show champion, double champion, Wade coming back and he will oh, be yeah. challenged by a two by two heavy hitters. One is Voya and the other one is Ice Cave guy. So oh yeah. You, will not, you are not gonna want to miss next episode. Star studded panel. Miroslav, thank you so much, man. Enjoy your Friday night. Uh everyone in Denver appreciates you, buddy. Thank you all for listening. Throw us a like, throw the show a five-star review, text Adam, tell him I'm a better host than him, DM him. Email them, whatever it takes.